Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and before we started, I'd seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plots, so feel free to check out the film on DoesTheDogDie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Unfortunately, due to some technical issues, we did have to postpone our episode I Know What You Did Last Summer until next week. However, this week, we hope you enjoy us talking about the experimental horror film, Skinamarink. Let's get spooky. Should I kick us off with a summary? Please do. Okay, so Skinamarink. Uh, the film is set in 1995. Kevin, a four-year-old, has a sleepwalking episode and hurts himself. He's taken to the hospital, but then brought back home fairly quickly. Kevin and his six-year-old sister, Kaylee, then wake up in the middle of the night to find that their dad is nowhere to be found. Uh, They also see that the windows and doors to their house are disappearing. They decide to sleep downstairs in the living room so they can watch cartoons. And they start to hear strange noises and find a chair upside down on the ceiling. Uh, Kevin thinks that their dad went with mom, but Kaylee doesn't want to talk about their mom. When the downstairs toilet disappears, they decide to go to the upstairs one, uh, but Kaylee sees a doll on the ceiling, and Kevin becomes too scared to use the bathroom upstairs. So instead, they put buckets in the downstairs bathroom to use instead. Uh, Kaylee then hears a mysterious voice that tells her to go upstairs. She does, and she sees their father in the bedroom. He tells her to look under the bed, but when she does, she doesn't find anything. Then all of a sudden, her mom's sitting on the bed, and the mom tells Kaylee that her parents love her and Kevin, and then tells her to close her eyes. Uh, When she opens them back up, the mom has vanished. After that, Kaylee hears moans and bones breaking, uh, as well as her mom calling out her name. Uh, She goes back downstairs, and she and Kevin push the couch to block off the hallway where the voice was calling out to Kaylee from. Uh, While Kevin is asleep, Kaylee hears the voice again, and when Kevin wakes up, Kaylee is gone. The voice lures Kevin to the basement, where he finds Kaylee without eyes or a mouth. Uh, The voice then tells Kevin to stab himself in the eye with a knife, which Kevin does. He calls 911 and tells the operator what happened, uh, but when he drops the phone, it turns into a toy. Uh, The voice tells Kevin that it can do anything, and that it punished Kaylee for not doing what it told her to. Uh, Kevin follows the voice upstairs and is then on the ceiling. When he walks into a bedroom, it becomes a void. We then see a dollhouse sitting on a pile of toys, and the text on the screen reads, 572 days. Uh, Kevin cries out, and we see blood splatters on the floor, but they disappear and reappear repeatedly. Kevin then asks if he can watch something happy. A face appears over him and tells him to go to sleep. He asks for the face's name, but it doesn't respond. (laughs) I have a lot to say. Great. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. First, I would like to formally apologize to the evil dead for claiming that it did not have a plot. Because it has a Tolkien-level world-building plot compared to this movie. So that's thing one. Thing two, 
how is it even possible for a movie without a plot to have that long of a fucking summary? And thing three, I feel this, this is what we can talk about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those two things aren't up for discussion. Uh, Thing thing three is um, I feel like a lot of, a lot of like the, the, I'm going to call them plot points, but that implies there's a plot um, are kind of implied. Right. They're not really spelled out. Like a lot of that is implication. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I had a similar thought watching it. We, uh, t- so we're filming this on the day that we released our episode for The Evil Dead. Um, and so I was, that was top of the mind, you know? And as I was watching this, I was like, well, if Katie didn't think that had a plot, <laughs> she's <laughs> definitely not going to think this one has one. Um, and also, yes, I think we t- we've talked many times about movies leaving things up for the imagination and how that can be really fun. I think maybe this one left a little bit too much up to the imagination. Um, there's a lot, I think this is like one of those movies that a lot of people probably had to Google afterwards and be like, what? what what even happened like what (laughs) definitely yeah Um, like just the example that comes up in my head is that like Haley and kevin put the buckets in the downstairs bathroom we don't know that that's the downstairs bathroom we don't know that they put the buckets there we don't know that the buckets are being used for that like i guess it's just all like loosely implied. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very much uh in- interpretive. <laughs> a lot of the you don't really see a lot happening uh in the movie. A lot of it is just shots of walls or s- toys or ceilings or furniture. Um and then some dialogue. <laughs> I there think, can't be more than a hundred lines of dialogue. I think someone said that it has approximately five hundred words of dialogue, yeah. um, and that's not counting the like cartoons that you hear. But yeah, it's not. It's not a a script. It's. <laughs> I mean, it is, but like, it's not. There's not. I would like to see it. I would like to see what was all written down. If anything. Yeah, Kyle, let me know. (laughs) It felt like more of like a horror-themed ASMR than a fully thought-out film. (laughs) Yeah, it, it did. I mean, it's marketed as experimental. It definitely felt experimental. Um... I think also uh, uh, Kyle Edward Ball, he's the writer, director. I think he also did the opening credits. He was the voice of the monster. This movie had a budget of $15,000. So, yeah. <laughs> and I a think a lot budget. of, yeah, we talk about some small budget films. This is 
not even a budget. So, um, and I think a lot of that was crowdfunded, but he had made like a proof of concept short film prior to this. Uh, and it's called Heck. I didn't watch it, but I think it's like 20 minutes and it's kind of similar to this. And that I'm like, fine. I think that could work. 20 minutes of, of kind of weird, artsy, tension-building shots is fine. 100 min- minutes of it? That was too many minutes of it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Too many minutes. Too many minutes. Um, yeah, heck. Like, like the kids' version of hell. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that though, because I was I was looking at one of the like Facebook horror movie fan servers or whatever. Um, a lot of people were saying this should have been a short film, and like oh, it already was. Yeah. Um, but also I wrote down some of my favorite quotes of people's thoughts. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Okay. Um, reminds me of something you'd find on the dark web. Definitely. Uh, more of a sensory experience than a movie. Yeah. Um, one person, this one kind of like rang true to me, felt pure dread the whole time, like a helpless child, which I think was the point. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one's my favorite. Um, Skin and Marink made me say to myself, you know, hereditary wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> That's crazy. You never hear hereditary slander on the line. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, that one took me, took me, made me think. Um, anyway. Uh, and the last one, I'm convinced they put the credits at the beginning because they knew people wouldn't watch until the end. Who's to uh, say? Yeah. People really don't like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think some of it made, okay, so like, (laughs) in our last episode, I asked you to, you know, predict the plot. Um, And I think even then you might have been thinking of the Babadook. Because you you messaged you yesterday and was like, hey, we're still recording tomorrow, right? And you're like, yeah, Babadook. And I was like, no, that's not the movie we're watching this time. Um... But I could see you getting those mixed up. But when you described it as sort of a creature feature thing, I was like, okay, that makes more sense for Duke. And then yeah. um, also you were like, yeah, people love this movie. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I, I didn't want to like even give my prediction of the plot. Because A, my prediction was going to be that not that much happens anyway. Because mm-hmm. that's what I had heard. <laughs> yeah. And thank God I wrote it down. Skin, I, I yeah. send myself a calendar invite every time we're recording. And I wrote recording Skinnamarink. And thank God, because I was going to watch Babadook. Yeah. I was moments away from watching it. <laughs> you were about to press play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, but, but it's interesting, too, because this movie, it got leaked. Um, and it went viral on TikTok and YouTube. And everyone was talking about how great it was and how creepy it was and i was psyched to watch it because i'm on horror talk right like i get all of those tiktoks and so whenever there's hype about something i'm very you know i was hyped up about talk to me because that was everywhere and luckily 
that one didn't disappoint but like <laughs> but sorry but like this one people were like really hyped up about but then as soon as it got released I never heard a good word about it again and I was like yeah that's so interesting how that happens yeah you're right um and even even though it got leaked it still made like nearly two and a half million dollars yeah which kind of makes me feel bad because they imagine how much more they would have made if it hadn't gotten maybe they wouldn't have though maybe they maybe all the hype on tiktok is what got people going to the theaters honestly maybe because i think if it had come out and just word of mouth i don't i don't know as though it would have done as well you know what i mean yeah and the other thing is a lot of people say or a lot of people were saying in what I was reading that the experience of being at home with headphones on in the dark alone watching this movie made it the movie that was so exciting for all those people that watched it when it was pirated. Because when you go to the theater, I'm like, yeah, it's dark, but, you know, it's not quite the same experience. And we, we say that every episode. I need to be watching these movies in the dark. This I, one, it need to be watched in the dark with headphones. Yeah, and and that's what's weird because most – Horror movies, I I like I rarely go see movies in the theater. I usually just wait till they come out on streaming. But I will go to the theaters to see a scary movie because horror movies I think are usually best in a theater. I think they're just more fun. It's bigger. It's louder. It's more tense. Um, but this one I could definitely see how it it would have been better home alone. Like under a blanket watching on a laptop with your headphones in like you said like i think that yeah. that would have been a different experience um i watched it at like 3 p.m with the sun out so <laughs> i don't <laughs> think i got that full uh immersion you'd never seen it no oh i forgot oh yeah because you yeah. guessed too well i didn't because i said you didn't want me to no i t- remember i i muted I muted you. Oh, yeah, you did mute me. Oh, my God. Did you even listen to the episode? No, I haven't edited it yet. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I have a week, okay? I have a week. Yeah, you're right. You're Um, right. You've got got time. You've got time. (laughs) Um, But no, yeah, I forgot about that. You didn't. You didn't mute, and then I talked shit about you, and then I did say (laughs) that I didn't think (laughs) about it. I just. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. The truth comes out. Um, uh, <laughs> um uh, speaking of watching it in the theater, I think if I had watched it in the theater, I would have gotten literally physically seasick from the grain. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just like moved around. It was like bouncing around and just like there's video games that make me seasick. This definitely, especially on a big screen, would have made me seasick. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, like, found footage movies would do that to you? Have you ever seen a found footage in theaters? I know you've seen Paranormal Activity, but I don't know if you saw that in theaters or not. Never in a theater, no. The okay. Like, literally the only horror movies I've ever seen in a theater are Talk to Me and Renfield. Wow. Yeah. I prefer to watch movies... When I'm allowed to turn them off and walk away. Hmm. Okay. I guess there. Um, 
But I'm curious if you saw one, because a lot of the times it's kind of like shaky cam, so I, I was just curious if yeah. you'd ever felt that way for that. No. Um, not for, not for, I mean, not on like a little screen like my laptop or yeah. TV. Um, I know Cloverfield did that to a lot of people. Yeah, Cloverfield made like a lot of people physically ill, not because of the content, but because of the filming of it. Yeah. But I could see people, people compared Skinamarink a lot to Blair Witch um, yeah. because of that kind of like online leaked and everybody was like hyped up about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I do kind of think that there were parallels that I saw from this in found footage movies like that genre has always kind of been a genre where like most of what makes them creepy or scary is tension. It's the waiting for something to happen. Whether or not it actually happens or not doesn't matter. It's about, like, waiting for it. And that's why when, you know, you rewatch Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity, it doesn't have the same effect. And, like, I remember the first time I rewatched Paranormal Activity, because when that movie came out, I mean, it traumatized a generation. Like, we were all freaking out about that movie. And I remember rewatching it, like, years later, and I was like, nothing happens like it's just <laughs> still shots but like the whole the, the first time you watch it you're like searching every corner of the screen waiting for something to happen and that's what made it so scary and so i could kind of see how again watching this alone like staring at your screen waiting for something to happen might but not a lot ever really happened to so no and that's another thing about like the grain Mm-hmm. is that was just constantly like is that something is that not something like that this movie is the cinematic manifestation of gaslighting if gaslighting could somehow be an instagram filter could i mean there could have been something yeah it, it made you it made you think that there was something but i don't think there ever really was until like the last scene obviously yeah yeah, I don't think so. I think it was pretty straightforward with what it... Well, no, it wasn't straightforward at all, but in terms of, like... <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> immediately walked that back, but <laughs> in terms of, like, what you were seeing, nothing was hidden in a corner, nothing was, like, obscured. Really. I mean, it was by the grain, but it, it wasn't trying to, like, hide anything in plain sight. It was just, yeah, here's a shot of an electrical outlet for five minutes. Like that was just kind of. And what the hell, like whose point of view is this from? And you're going to say, Oh, it's supposed to be the kids. Maybe you're not, but it's like, I leveled to a fucking outlet. Yeah. I don't five minutes. I don't think that the shots were meant to be like seeing something from someone's point of view. I really think it was just an artistic choice. I I do think that the movie is supposed to be from Kevin's perspective. That's how I kind of felt about it, was that he was, like, the main character, if there yeah. was one. Um, but I think there's, like, there's so many different ways that you could interpret what's happening that it really is kind of whatever clicked for you, whatever you felt, like... You know, we're told he had an accident sleepwalking at the beginning. So is the entire movie just him sleepwalking? Um, Was it a nightmare? Uh, Was he in a coma? Uh, 
was this an interpretation of child abuse? Like, those are all things that I think you could probably pull from this and be able to substantiate at least somewhat. But there's really no clear indication of what it actually is. And Kyle Edward Ball really kind of didn't give anybody anything about it either. I think he wanted it to kind of be up for interpretation. So who's to say? I mean, I, I think he has said several times that the idea came from a nightmare that he heard from several people on the internet and that he also had as a kid where he's, you know, five, six, seven years old, home alone, like no parents, either the parents are dead or the parents are just like missing and they have to like endure some sort of entity in their home, some sort yeah. of like intruder, whatever that may be. Um, So when I like recall dreams, I kind of like recall them in like little like bits and pieces and slices. So I can see how maybe like this is an artistic of like how a child may recall a dream. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I think you're right. So he he used to run a YouTube channel called Bite Size Nightmares, where he would have people post about nightmares that they had, and then he would try to recreate them. And so this movie, like you said, was kind of a culmination of a lot of shared nightmares that people were having. And that kind of classic childhood one where like, parents are gone and there's a monster. What do you do? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, in that sense, I do kind of feel like that you're right. It, it does make sense. If I was trying to describe a dream to someone, this movie is probably how it would look to them. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no budget and an idea. Sometimes it works. And sometimes it's skin Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking, I was like, it felt like modern art. Um, like, yeah. you know, when you go to a museum and you see a canvas that's just painted red and you're like, well, I could have done that. That's you kind think of you could what have made this movie. Who could? Yeah, I can point a camera at a wall. <laughs> True. I feel like yeah, it's kind of like a you could have done that, but you didn't. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Missed out on two point one million dollars minus fifteen thousand for the budget. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Where it's like, okay, sure. I guess that's art. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I will say, though, I did find it extremely unsettling. Yeah, I think that, that was the point. Nailed it. I was unsettled. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. All right. Not, not, uh... Not enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think I felt unsettled. I kind of just had trouble focusing, if I'm being honest. Um. Yeah. This feels like you know. There, there's like a thing that happens a lot, a lot more recently than I've ever seen, but like some news thing will put out an article and be like 
oh, this Netflix movie has audiences terrified. And it's literally the worst not scary movie you've ever seen. But like nobody yeah. was watching it. So they just put out like a fake article to be like, come watch this movie. Like it's so scary. Clickbait. Right. It's clickbait. And that's kind of I feel clickbaited by TikTok for hyping me up about this movie. And then and then it wasn't scary. Yeah, not even at all. Not even a little. Well, I mean, we were. I was going to talk about this when we, like, rate it on how scary it is. Well, we can. Like, you want to rate it? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I, well, no, because I don't, I don't know how. Oh, great, That's, okay. That was the point, is I don't know how, because, like, I am unsettled having watched this. Okay. I don't know if that's the same as scared. So I I just like hmm. don't know how to rate it. Like to be clear, this movie will stick with me. I will always imagine and this is where this is where like leaving some things open to the interpretation like is help like powerful. Like I'll always have to imagine what a four-year-old stabbing himself in the fucking eye would look like. Hmm. And it makes my mouth water in a very unpleasant way, not in a good way, like a like a I'm gonna throw up way. Got it. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Is it scary? Like that'll stick with me. Yeah, yeah, that'll stick with me. I wasn't scared by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe it's fucked up. Maybe fucked up is what I. Mean. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's what you're feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared. I'm gonna okay. have nightmares. Oh. Okay. But not because I'm scared. No? I really don't, but, but I'm trying okay. to. <laughs> and my heart says one and a half. Okay. Because of the possible nightmares? No, just, no, because it had like a spooky vibe. Okay. It just, like, kind of, it was kind of like a vibe thing. It was yeah. spooky. It was vibes. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I think I answered my own question. I think fucked up is what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and bump that up a little bit. Great. Well, how scary did you think it was? Uh, one. Okay, yeah. I do think, I do think I was kind of biased going into it because I did hear things about it beforehand. Um, yeah. It's like watching paint dry was a phrase I heard a lot. So I think I kind of went into it already knowing that not a lot happened. So a lot of that tension was kind of taken away because I wasn't waiting for anything to happen because I, I knew I wasn't gonna. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, apologies to the movie because I think <laughs> maybe had I watched it in, you know, on my laptop pirated with headphones it would have been a little bit different but but as it stands yeah not it's just so one literally nothing happens not a lot no how sexy did you think it was <laughs> just take that one out yeah and add an unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> but some some horror movies are sexy. Yeah. Yes. No, I agree. This one. For this movie specifically. Zero. 
Well, one, I guess. But, you know. Yeah, as low as it could be. Yeah. There's not even a monster. Yeah. It's not even like a... Like an obscured face at the end. It's not really anything. Not really a shred of sexiness here. No, not really. Yeah. No faces of actors or actresses, too. Yeah, you don't really see the characters. Yeah, you don't really see anything. Not a lot to see. Nope. Not a lot to listen to. This movie get made. How did this move? There's nothing to see. There's nothing to listen to. There's no plot. $15,000 in a dream, baby. <laughs> well, I'm glad some people liked it. Yeah. I feel bad for shitting on it, but. Yeah, you're really giving it to it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know what? This is a podcast about our opinions. Half the fun is disagreeing with us. So if you're a Skinnamarink loyalist, we'd love to hear from you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all three of you. (laughs) Just kidding. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, how fucked up? Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. It, it, It was. It was fucked up. It really was. Okay. I, I kind of want to give it like a four. Wow. Yeah. All of that shit happening to a four-year-old and they don't even have the balls to show it. So I'm just like thinking about what that looks like. I have no nothing to like that was fake you know what I mean Yeah. I'm just imagining it which I have a perfectly fine time imagining horrible things happening to my four year old as it is without them giving me any ideas of all of the horrible things that can happen to my four year old including her stabbing herself in the eye because an invisible entity tells her to yeah I'm, I'm pretty solid for I do forget that you literally have a four-year-old, so it probably hit a little different. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the child screaming through the movie. I don't like that. Mm. I don't like that at all. The idea of... I, I, like, regularly think about this. Like, Dylan and I not waking up, and Evelyn, like, having to, like, go about her day, not knowing why, like, we're not waking up. Oh, yeah. Like who? How? What would happen to her? She'd get told by a demon to stab herself in the eye. Nah, she'd be outside playing ball. Yeah, probably <laughs> with with Mouse and Mona. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've met your kid. She'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, watching Bluey and shit. <laughs> yeah, she's got her own profile on the TV. She knows exactly where to go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, it's definitely a four. Okay. What did you think? I gave it a one. Of course you did. 
but honestly, I gave it a one almost for the reasons you gave it a four. It's implied. Like, you don't see anything. So it's kind of like, to me, it didn't feel that fucked up because it's just like, he just says like, oh, yeah, I cut myself on my eye. Like, it's not, you know. You don't see it happening. If I watched a four-year-old stab himself in the face, yeah, I'd probably be like, well, that was fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, yeah. does the entity ever actually say, go stab yourself in the eye? Yeah. Or is that also implied? No. I think it straight up says it. Does it? Okay. I think so, yeah. I missed that part. Oops. Yeah, I don't think he says it when he's on the phone. With 911. Like he says, like, I hurt myself, like I cut my eye or something like that. But the entity, I think, explicitly says to do it. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking unsettling. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is this going to be like, you'll have to report back if you actually did get a nightmare. Is this going to be the first time you have a nightmare about one of the movies? Maybe. I'm, like, genuinely upset. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Well, you're a parent, so, you know. Yeah, I think that doesn't help. Yeah. I think, like, it, it. it's easy for me to be like, yeah, whatever, I didn't see it. But, like, if I had a kid, I'd be like... Exactly like you said. What if that happened to my kid? Like, what if they woke up yeah. and no one was there? And like, <laughs> and that's exactly what I was imagining the whole time. Is my kid off screen? Those things happening to her? Because yeah. I didn't have a kid to put in Kevin's shoes. Right. You don't really see the characters, so it's yeah. easier to kind of self-impose people from mm-hmm. your life. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Brutal. Overall? Four and a half. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I was uh, about to be like, there's no way. No. Um, Not even close. Uh, one and a half. A one and a half. And I gave it a half because, like, it very clearly had an impact on me. And... Mm-hmm. I and honestly, I actually give it a two. I'm gonna give it a two. Sorry, I'm changing my answer. Point five for like it clearly had an impact on me and many other people, and the other point five for like you don't know until you try. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. Kind of to your point, like it's it's niche. It's it's a choice. Lots of choices, but you don't know if those choices are gonna work until you make them. So. Props to the writer and director for, like, just having a dream in 15K. A dream in 15K? Mm-hmm. I also gave it you? a two. <laughs> nice, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I know we kind of harped on it a lot, and obviously, like, this movie wasn't necessarily for us, but just like I did with Bo's Afraid, I will always advocate projects like this like I don't care if it wasn't for me I would again rather see this than another sequel or remake or reboot or whatever um and I'm happy it was successful because I think 
what that is going to do for indie movies is really good. Like the fact that he made this on sixteen or $15,000 and it made $2 million, that's insane. Like that makes people think that indie movies are worth it. And I think that that's only ever going to be a good thing. Um, but yeah, was it for me personally? No, um, it wasn't my favorite movie I've ever seen. But I will always, always advocate for passion projects and weird, unique movies like this. So, yeah. Two out of five. Agreed. Two out of five. It is. Two out of five. That's gonna five. be the. That's gonna be the title of the episode. I think. Fifteen k in a dream. Oh, I thought you were gonna say two out of five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, fifteen k in a dream. Yeah, I think 15K in a Dream sums up this <laughs> very, very well. Yeah. Um, would you survive? No adults are surviving this, so I don't think so. And Kevin appears to be killed many, many, many times over the course of more than 500 days. So... I would like to say no. Okay. And if if somehow I live through whatever is happening, I will then die of boredom. <laughs> so. Okay. What about you? Yeah. You're living? Yeah, because what even happened? This is so vague to the characters' fates that I should be allowed to say that I live and I don't even think I should have to justify it. I think it's very similar, again, to Bo is Afraid, where, like, was this all a metaphor? Did anybody actually die? Was this, you know, just a nightmare? Who's to say? So in my eyes, nailed it. Absolutely. I don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the difference here. <laughs> yeah, but you could just be like the sister who's just slept through it the whole time because nothing actually happened and he was just having a nightmare the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, I've had worse nightmares, so I think I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm still dying. I'm honestly surprised. I'm surprised you're saying you're living. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I don't, have we ever, like, have we ever determined, oh, yeah, I'm going to live because my interpretation of this movie is that it's not real? Yeah, Bo is afraid. Is that what we decided? Well, we both said that we lived because... Nobody really dies. Well, we yeah, we had this argument where, like, you could argue that no one actually died because Bo is not a reliable narrator. We don't actually know the events that happened. So I think True. it's fair to say that, yeah, in my interpretation, this was a nightmare and he wakes up and everybody's fine. So, like... And if Kevin is the narrator, he's four. He's not reliable. Exactly. So it's like... Okay. and I, And I think so much of this was implications and interpretations that I think that that's completely valid to say my interpretation of this is one thing and so yeah I get to survive because that's how I interpreted it I think it's 
something we can do with movies like this that are a little bit more artsy. Um, rather than like the Evil Dead. I don't think that was really like an, in an interpretation of a movie. <laughs> I think it was kind of more like, okay, people start turning into deadites so you can survive or not. You know what I mean? Well, who's to say that wasn't a dream? I mean, it could have been, but there's nothing in the film to implicate that that would be the truth, so. I think if, if the movie itself gives you reason to not trust the narration or to create your own interpretation of what's happening, I think it's fair game. Fair. I'm still dead, though. <laughs> You're like, just to be clear, I'm not changing my answer. <laughs> no. But thank you for clarifying, because I was confused. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, do you want to predict the plot of next episode's mini-series, actually? <laughs> mini-series? Yeah, not a not technically a film, although a lot of people still call it a film. It is technically a two-part mini-series. Oh. What is it? It's it. <laughs> it? It. The clown movie? <laughs> you tell me. It's a clown movie. It is a clown movie. Great. What it's happens? two movies? Well, it's a it's like a mini series. Is it the original? Yes. The nineteen ninety. So I think it's like a little over three hours long, but it's like oh. two, like hour and a half-ish miniseries movies. Episodes. Yes. Okay. And it, this is the first time we see it? Uh, yes. Pennywise? To my knowledge, this is the first time that we see it on, on the, well, I guess not even the big screen because it was on ABC, but... <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah, so it can't be that scary. Pennywise. Great. Is the villain. Okay. He's a clown. Mm -hmm. And he lives in the sewer. Like a little rat. Like a little rat. Yep. Carries around a balloon because kids love balloons. Kids go fucking crazy for balloons. And clowns. For some reason. So, Pennywise walks around with his balloon outside of the sewer. Mm -hmm. And children follow him into the sewer. Yep. And he murders them. But one of them yep. goes into a state of shock. Wow. Instead, he, he is not murdered. He escapes. And then he's in a state of shock. And I'm really flexing my brain muscles. I think that's the whole plot. That's it. The whole plot is Pennywise kills kids, but one kid escapes and is able to tell us the tale. Got it. Okay. Of Pennywise. Yeah. Great. Yeah. More of a plot than some of the movies we've watched recently. <laughs> Uh, um, 
But no, I'm I'm really excited to watch this one because I I I mean outside of Pennywise and the balloon, I don't really know much about this. Yeah, I mean it's a great starting point. Um, the classic, and I'm excited for you to finally uh be introduced to Pennywise. Yeah, me too. It can't be that scary. Oh. In the 90s. It was on ABC. Oh, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it? Isn't Pennywise? What was I going to say? I. It's a mystery to me, but <laughs> you let me know. Who plays, who plays Pennywise? Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> right? Tim oh, that's going to ruin, that's, that's going to ruin the whole movie. It is Tim Curry. No, I I promise you it won't. It's Tim Curry. He's fantastic. <laughs> he is fantastic. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, he pops But just spicy, knowing. Worry. Well, not calm down, everybody. Um. <laughs> he pops his pussy, huh? Well, I just mean, like, he always does. You know? Right? Yeah. He puts his all yeah. into every role he does. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He's always going to sound like Nigel Thornberry. I don't think he really sounds like Nigel Thornberry in this. Does he even talk? Yeah. Well, hopefully I can separate those two characters in my brain. I hope so. Yeah. And no fault of Tim Curry's if I can't. (laughs) I'm just a big fan of the wild Thornberries. Who isn't? Anyway. Yeah. Anything else? (laughs) Bye. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about or you'd like to traumatize me with, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials at Killer Cuties Podcast. Again, apologies for the issues that caused us to release out of order. Next week, we'll be releasing our episode on I Know What You Did Last Summer. And the week after that, we will release our episode on it. We appreciate your patience and we hope to see you then. Bye.